0: Welcome to the Rich Man Podcast with me, your host, corporate dropout turned seven-figure CEO in 18 months, Melanie Aubert. I'm a business coach that's determined to normalize women and wealth. We are completely ditching the old, outdated boys club way of running a business, and I'm teaching you the new way of attraction marketing, soulful selling, and wealth embodiment. Instead of marrying the rich man, we are the rich man. Get comfortable, get ready, and let's dive in. Welcome back to The Rich Man Podcast. I am here with someone who is so near and dear to my heart, who I love so, so, so much. I'm here with Carol, who is a lash artist and educator, truly an unruly online mentor for high-achieving women, and someone who I think is really, really close to that piece of moving from being behind the chair as a beauty professional into the coaching and mentorship space and someone who from the get-go has just been an innovator, a pioneer, ready to rock and roll. Like you're someone who just like took the advice and ran <laughs> with it, being a client of mine. Hi. I'm like obsessed with you. <laughs> so hello, welcome to the Rich Man Podcast. Do you mind giving us just like a small little intro into your journey here thus far, your expertise? Just a quick little intro.
1: Yeah. Hello, everyone. A pleasure as always talking with you and obviously being in the world for some time. Yeah. This is so fun. Um, a little bit about me. My name is Carol Jamie. I am in the online space, totally took my lash business. I had a salon. I traveled full time. I was uh, training, teaching all the things. And yeah, I don't know. Just one morning I woke up and I was like, yeah, this this ain't it. <laughs> I just didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to do it anymore. And uh, obviously talking to you as well I think I, I stumbled upon you I don't know It's it's been a little over a year now mm-hmm. but I, I tried all the things and nothing was clicking you know until until I just found you from Instagram somewhere and we're here now yeah it, it really happened so fast and I've been yeah because when when I started with you I was like Mel I have 60 days
0: <laughs> I am doing
1: <laughs> I am doing this in sixty days. Like, oh, it doesn't matter if the world catches on fire. Like, we're yeah. doing it, and we're like, oh, okay, let's do it. Yeah. But um, it's been six, seven months that I I closed my salon down, and yeah, I mean, my income didn't dip. My income has
0: grown exponentially. Yeah. Um So now we're here. Yeah, and I want to talk about that speed piece because I feel like one thing that really stood out to me about you was. You had, you were, you just believed in yourself, right? There's this level of naturally, I mean, it's it's scary going from a successful beauty professional business, a salon, like having, like doing really well, then being like, I'm capped. I want to make a pivot. Like you knew naturally that's the route that you wanted to go, but you had so much faith in yourself. Like there was never a question in my mind of like, the, she is never going to be successful. I knew from the get-go, I'm like, you have that it, that it factor, right? Like you just had that, that piece of you. So I want to dive into just that transition piece. Cause again, it's still like, I mean, seven months, it's time flies, but it still feels relatively like, I remember a conversation vividly, like it just stands out. So, so like wild in my mind, but when you were behind the chair, I'm going to call it like hands on head, but that's just what I refer to it as. Was there like a moment where you were like, okay, something has to give, was it the being capped in terms of, you know, hours growing the business, or you just were at a place where you're like, I just want something different. Like what was the moment for you, if you can recall?
1: I think it was a multitude of things. First of all, it was an income cap, and it was really trading the time for money, which I am so grateful for. Lashes, I'm so grateful for the business that I had, because otherwise I wouldn't be here, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I would not even know how to do this. So, um, it was it was the income cap and. <laughs> I don't know why it irked me so much, not being able to just do things on my own timeline. It was always mm-hmm. like, you know, I had a schedule, and my schedule was a fairly flexible, like still very fortunate, really grateful. But you know, friends would be like, "Hey, what are you doing this weekend?" And I'm like, "I'm working." Yeah. Hey, like we're gonna, you know, do this, like you know, so and so's birthday party. Can can you come? now? I I was yeah. working. You know, so it was always like, "I'm working, I'm working," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And obviously, it was like a little. I guess, like an angel and a devil Mm -hmm. of like, be grateful, you have this, but you also want to have fun, you know, like, it was just always like going back and forth. And I'm like, okay, like, there has to be another way like there, there has to be something more. And I think the first time you know dabbling in the online space actually was during pandemic, I Mm -hmm. I think, you know, when uh, a lot of people picked up uh, side hustles, different things, you know, the world shut down. And I remember putting out a, it was an ebook. It was $27 and I made, I don't know, like three or $400 in a matter of 30 minutes. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, I'm quitting. I'm quitting. That is it.
0: I'm done. I'm getting rid of my business. Like this is it. Yeah. You're like, that would have taken me like two clients and this. Like, yeah, you do the math. So, um, the 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 women that you work with, the high-tuning women, are they all beauty professionals who want to move into the online space, want to create some kind of, and not just always the, I no longer want to do any kind of like beauty professional, like service, a beauty service. Is it they either want to pivot full-time into the online space or they want to dabble in some just different kinds of, you know, I, I call it pathways of cash or different ways to make money what, what's the typical ideal client for you when it comes to who, who, who comes into your, into your world?
1: I, ideally it is somebody that has full books already, right. They're at that cap point too. They're like, okay, like, yeah, I could hire more people. I could expand. I could get a bigger salon, all the things, but I think, I don't know, maybe it's just the evolution of us as, you know, business owners or getting older. You just kind of realize that like, it isn't always the move, especially if family matters a lot to you, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if you have other obligations in your business. But I definitely notice I feel like it's 50 50 in my world in a sense where it is women that are fully booked they either have a product line they have a salon and they're like okay what else can I do mm-hmm. to grow grow my business and put my expertise out there that isn't necessarily a time for money kind of trade yes. and then I have um, I have women as well that are just behind the chair and they're like okay like I, I want something else like there has to be mm-hmm. another way so it's it's a little bit of both
0: I, I feel like when when you get a taste of it though you're like ooh, <laughs> you know, like what I you mean- experienced, you're just like, oh man, like my nail tech and my, both my hairdressers, we always had the conversation of like, what will this look like in five years? Because naturally there's this, and you probably experienced this, like you wear this badge of like, you're a hustler and you've grown a business and you've done all that. And then eventually you're like, okay. And then I'm tired and I don't want to do this anymore. And like, not in a bad way by any means, but um, I want to dive into. We we know why you pivoted, right? You wanted that space. You wanted that time frame. You were capped, literally, what your clients are going through. What kind of mindset hurdles did you face when you were in that transitional period? Because again, one thing that I loved about you, and again, not that's right or wrong, but you had a pretty sound mindset. Like you were like, "I'm gonna fucking do it," and like you just knew it. And I was like, "Whoa, I love that about you." What did you experience alongside of that naturally when it came to that pivot
1: i mean god i I thought my mindset was sound right i I thought you know it's so funny you i I built a beautiful business and I was so proud of it and naive Carol, just like, I can do it online too. And I, I knew that I could that was mm-hmm. it was never a question of if I'm gonna do it, it was a matter of the time. Yeah. It you know, you me and time, we always have a battle. I think everybody has a battle yeah. of, with time of when things are going to happen. I'm like, yeah. when is it my time? <laughs> yeah. When is it my time? So I, I think the biggest mindset shift or something that I really had to learn um, how to sit with is realizing that it, it's not going to happen quick i I feel like my my lash business grew pretty fast, mm-hmm. and i I thought maybe in my head that I'm gonna be able to do the same so the the biggest mindset hurdle was understanding that it, it's not going to happen overnight and understanding whatever I'm learning, there's going to be also applying curve mm. that is going to actually work for me and my business and how I want to live my life. Right. Like I've taken all of your courses yeah, yeah. and there's uh, like so many things that I have learned, but I had to figure out like, no matter whose course I'm going to take, I'm going to have to figure out how to make it work for me. Absolutely. And I, I think that the first mindset was I'm going to do this and then it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I was definitely, definitely naive when it came to that. And then obviously it was a quick reality check. Like, no, <laughs> like you yeah. need to figure out your own way. It doesn't really matter what anyone tells you. They can guide you and show you how, but how are going to apply it for yourself? That was probably my, my biggest mindset
0: yeah. hurdle. And I, I use the example a lot of time versus timing. And a lot of us get the two confused, right? There naturally there's timing that takes place. Uh, for certain things. But I would even argue too, you blew up so quick in the online space though. Like to you, it might've felt like it took a (laughs) while, but I'm like in seven months, like you were like, bam, boom, bam, like 60 days, you were out of that chair. And then, and then your business (laughs) took off. And I was like, holy shit, I didn't even blink. And like, look at you go. Um, Would you say that it was the acceptance of knowing it's going to happen and then giving yourself the grace of like, not getting into your head about the time of all of it taking place. Like, cause naturally like, and t- I want to know if this has have been true for you, but when I went from corporate into the online space, it, it, there is a level of, um, I know what's possible and what I'm capable of. And I see a lot of people and I, I would say like, when I started making money, I, I did blow up pretty quickly But I see a lot of people where they get so caught up in the, why hasn't happened yet? Why hasn't happened yet? Why hasn't happened yet? And like that stops them from actually getting to where they want to go quicker. I'm using ear quotes quicker because they're focusing on the time versus what they're actually doing and bringing into this space. Would you say that's true for you too? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. yeah. You were like laser focused on what you actually wanted to bring into this space and like that that is super important when it comes to just the growth and evolution for any kind of entrepreneur, in my opinion, for sure.
1: Yeah, and it was more so understanding, I mean, even being in the online space now. So, like, it started with helping a strictly flash artist, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, if you want to get out, you know, from behind the chair, I was doing private coaching. And I honestly just, the, the first thing, and I will honestly recommend this, like, for anyone that is trying to get into the online space, teach what you know. Mm. teach what you are good at Mm. teach something that actually comes from your heart not what you think other people need Mm. to know Mm. um I think there's like this flip of we always look for like external factors like oh what do you guys need yeah I see I I see a lot of it with my private clients So like you know they're asking their audience and obviously there's nothing wrong with market research like we need that we need to know where our people are at but the The most potent, the most, like, beautiful programs, the most authentic form of your own self-expression comes from the things that you know to be true for yourself Mm. so i started with content i started with personal brand because that's something that like i i love social media i love instagram i was a myspace girl okay (laughs) i I was i was a a myspace the coding queen yeah Yeah. like i i love that stuff right like having like a separate different identity besides the point so um It was something that I I started with that. And I'm like, wait a minute, like there's more here. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know that. Like I wouldn't have known that if if I didn't just leave with my heart first. And that's kind of where the whole like heart led leadership, heart-led business came from, but I didn't know what the hell that would even look like. For sure. And until, until, you, until
0: you're in it, yeah. right? And one thing that I want to, to point out, if you don't follow uh, Carol on Instagram, you p- please just do yourself the favor and do it. Uh, her content is amazing. When, <laughs> I, and I love that you pointed out that just like sell what you know, create what you know. And when we ask people, what do you need? One, like just as a consumer, the way that I see that is Uh, like a lack of leadership in a sense, right? Of like, okay, I'm not going to, if I have to tell you what I need and then you're going to create it, that to me feels weird. But like, you know what I'm saying? Versus you leading with what you know and then getting feedback and some market research behind the scenes. But I feel like we downplay what we know so much and we all have certain geniuses that we can act. Like I've never met one person in my life where I'm like, you can't sell anything online. We all have something to give. We're just- we need to like dial up that arrogance a bit in terms of what we know and how we can position it online. I want to, uh, dive into this piece of, of talking directly to those who are actually behind the chair. When, when would you say is a good time to, to get out, to, to enter the online space or, or when to explore something new? What would you say?
1: Yeah. Um, I would say two things. So, First, it's going to be if you are at an income, you know, cap, I think that's kind of common sense, you're like, mm. there has to be something else, right. And then another portion of it is when you freaking want to,
0: mm,
1: <laughs> right, like, you, you can literally do whatever the hell you want, whatever the hell you want, there's yeah. nobody's gonna be, you know, nobody's gonna tell you this is now the time for you to, you know, go and do something. If you feel the pull for it, if you feel the call towards, you know, just having, I don't know, the online space is just so beautiful. And I I get even emotional thinking about it because like my reach and how many people have been able to help, like it has been fucking gnarly like to just Mm. put it bluntly right like I wouldn't have never been able to have this kind of impact if it wasn't for the goddamn internet
0: yeah it's crazy
1: so if it would be two things when when you're ready
0: and you are at an income gap gap and when you freaking want to Mm. let me ask you another question when it comes to investing in a mentor or coach something that you did off the bat was you knew you were going to make it happen And when we connected, you were like, okay, what do I need to do? Where do I need to go to learn how to do this? Never once did I ever get the feeling from you that you were unsure of investing, that you didn't know how to invest. Like naturally to you, that to me, what I took from that was very like second nature. Like, let's do this. What would you say to anyone that potentially is looking at you to hire you and is like, I'm nervous. I'm scared. Should I do this? Like, What was the investment piece like for you? I mean, I have invested close to, I don't know,
1: over the last year and a half, probably 50 grand Mm. into mentorship. And the biggest piece that I can tell anyone is when you go and make any kind of an investment, first of all, you're always going to be your safest investment. Mm -hmm. Second of all, it's not going to be the one investment that's going to make it for you.
0: Magic bullet, yeah.
1: Yeah, right. Like I, I think there is still this uh, misconception because I feel like the online space, like it's still fairly new. I, yeah. I feel like it's still like a, a pretty new ground. Like I don't think, you know, we have it like the in the capacity that we are training and teaching and coaching and delivering things at. Like this is probably like maybe five to ten years. So I'm gonna maybe
0: maybe maybe, maybe right. Yeah.
1: Um, but I think there's still this misconception and I think it has to do with the way people market their programs is like, if you take this, all your problems are going to disappear like magic. Right. And anyone that's looking to invest, you need to understand it's, it's a long-term game. Mm -hmm. The, the one program that you're going to, you know, do and implement is going to be the 5% of what you need. Mm. Yeah. You know, even when I when I did uh programs and trainings with you, that's something that I understood immediately, but it took me time cuz do not get me wrong either. I yeah. was that person. I was like if I don't have the answer today right yeah. now, you're fired, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. But that was that was me 2 or 3 years ago because yeah. I didn't know any better. I didn't understand because I I didn't have the the self-awareness or just even the brain power or knowledge to understand it at that level mm-hmm. so anyone that is ready to invest or they're scared you should be scared mm-hmm. investing is scary it, it, doesn't if it doesn't matter if it's at a hundred dollars it doesn't matter if it's out you know a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars like it's always gonna be uh, it's always an edge. Like mm-hmm. every time I make an investment, I'm like, I am a little bit nervous, but you need to be excited. Mm-hmm. Do not invest because you're looking for an answer. Invest because you're looking for growth. Oof. Invest because of your own evolution. Invest because you want to be better. Like it's it's not, don't invest just so you can make your money back. Don't invest just because you can learn one thing because that's not how it works. I mean, can
0: you rewind all of that and listen to that 500 <laughs> more times? And it's true because- one thing I will say, and one thing I'll say about you as well, that I feel like we are very congruent on is we're always a student, no matter, like, I don't get to a certain level where I'm like, I know everything and now I'm done. I'm like always wanting to continue learning and growing and just, and it's not always just, I need to learn more in order to do more, or be more, or sell more. It's more so a, How can I expand who I am as a person, who I am as a student, who I am as a leader, who I am as a coach, as a mentor, like there's so many different facets of this world, but uh, fantastic, fantastic advice.
1: And you should want to always Always. as a leader, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. Yeah. Yeah. Just as a human being, like you should want to invest in your own evolution. That's
0: that it's a no brainer. Same way we buy books and things like that to learn more. It's, it's, it's no different. Okay. So speaking again, directly to service providers, how can they prepare now for the future? Like what can they start doing in order to go from being behind the chair? We're going to call it into the online space. Like what are the first steps that you would say to start considering to prepare themselves for what comes next, maybe the next, you know, three to five years?
1: So I would say, first things first, if you are even considering the online space, I'm going to just break it down into three steps. That's something that you can apply immediately and kind of work at it every single day. It is, uh, first and foremost, you need to build authority,
0: hmm.
1: getting good at your craft, right? And building authority, and especially in the online space, like you need to have a presence, you need to have a personal brand, so building authority, it really comes down to your experiences, your how-tos. Mm-hmm. You know, you you want somebody, when they land on your page, they're like, whoa, we like this. Like, yeah. what's on here? Like, I'm I'm interested. I'm, I'm intrigued. So your personal brand and authority, I feel like they, they go hand-to-hand. Because anyone can give you a three-step system, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's whatever but how you are going to deliver the three-step system or whatever right it's going to be the make it or break it Mm -hmm. factor for you Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to your personal brand um so that's number one number two and this is something that I had to get really really clear on and it took me some time is curating my aligned clients and Mm -hmm. you know this Mm I had I had I had a struggle with this because Mm -hmm. I'm like I know so many things I know all the things I can help everyone and you're like carol that, that's great but that's not like that's you not know, what we really want to do <laughs> yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's not what we want to do yeah. so who is your line client right like who is she or he you know like how do they move how do they invest what is important to them mm-hmm. like what are their morals and values that's like what i personally market to i don't i don't market to somebody that likes starbucks and likes dogs mm-hmm. we all like that mm-hmm. right And when it comes to, you know, marketing to that certain client, you also need to be aware of how you're marketing Mm -hmm. yourself to Mm -hmm. that certain client. And if you can hold that certain client at the standard that you're marketing your services at. So, like, just for example, like, Chanel isn't talking to a Michael Kors type of client.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know? So, uh,
1: I guess a little um, context and when it comes to social media um, and putting yourself out there, understanding the difference between Instagram stories and your feed. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like a lot of people get this confused or like they just almost forget about it. But the, the purpose for those two things are like totally different. Mm-hmm. Your feed is going to be all value,
0: mm-hmm.
1: all value. Uh, like a lot of it whatever you're teaching whatever you're showing people what's possible in your world if they're gonna work with you that's the, that's the place there's almost like a cover resume yes. that's how I look yeah. at your Instagram yeah, feed it's like sure. am I gonna hire this person am I not like does this person make me want to be better like are they gonna you know hold me at that standard that mm-hmm. I desire to grow at and then obviously your stories are for your existing audience mm-hmm. so it's more like um when I when I think of stories I think of like um a day in the
0: life,
1: but mm. day in the life, not a diary yeah. day in the life. Yeah. I, I I think more so what are they going to see behind the scenes? How do you live your life?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What do you do? Right? Like how, what is your morning routine? Like, and I know it sounds silly, but I feel like we are getting into uh, more of the influencer era of social media. I think TikTok is like a big culprit of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think just like your feed is going to, do it anymore for people I think people have the deeper desire to be moved by someone and I think yeah yeah, Mm -hmm. and I think your your Instagram story is the perfect place for it Mm -hmm. and then getting really clear on your content Mm -hmm. your pillars your content pillars that you can strategically follow because you know always going to have different pieces of content so if i was you and if i was to go online right now and i would want to start from ground zero obviously educational Mm -hmm. empowering you know here's where like here's how i went from here to here like here's how i did this so they can see your method and Mm -hmm. see your teaching style um emotional we we need to evoke emotion out of mm. people in order for people to move. Uh, and obviously, this is not maliciously, this is literally like you need to become really good at understanding what moves. People. Yeah. Connection again. Yeah. 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 Um, so like emotional things that I personally talk about is like the things that I struggle with, but once again, it's not a dear diary. It's more of a, Hey, like I have been through this too. Here's mm-hmm. how I overcame it. L- if, if there's always a solution. Mm-hmm. There's always a solution mm-hmm. at the end of every single piece of like one of my contents Yeah. and, uh, triggering content. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I really, I love, uh, it's not that I love writing triggering content. Um, uh, let me actually rephrase that. I, like thought-provoking content Mm -hmm. i don't i i feel like content is actually taking a really big turn too and i think the three-step method or like the educational method is actually weaning its way out and i think people are still they're craving more because i think the platform has been like teaching like coaching for some time Mm -hmm. and i I think people are more ready for deeper conversations like they want to see the other side of the coin i think they want more ideas that they haven't thought of. So that's something that I would get really clear on as well. I think it's going to help a lot.
0: Yeah. One thing I want to point out, and it's part of your, just your brand presence is being an unruly online mentor. And I love that word unruly. (laughs) Because again, if you follow Carol on Instagram, you'll know what I'm talking about. Like middle finger picture and like, you're just, you're just so you, right. And it's just, and it's not like a Inauthentic, like you could tell that you're trying to piss people off. It's just very much who you are. And it's like, it's so refreshing to see that. Was there any fear going from behind the chair to online and and fear of being judged or fear of being yourself or being too much or too this? I find that, and again, one thing that you did very effortlessly that I've watched you do was like you stepped into it and and you owned it all. And I was like, Tam, look at her go. Like it was so <laughs> cool to see that. Was that, was there any like behind the scenes struggle or challenges that you went through when it came to how you were potentially perceived?
1: Yes and no. Um, I think one of the craziest things I ever did in my life is, first of all, I moved from a really small town. I I Mm live basically in the middle of nowhere, quiet corner of Connecticut. And when I started Lashes there, because that's where I started my Mm -hmm. business, people like what like are you not are you not gonna get a job
0: you know like that yeah, was always
1: yeah. <laughs> like uh, what do you do like what mm-hmm. do you really do and uh I think that was my my first ever of like fuck you in yeah. a sense where like now like I don't want to do the nine to five and there's nothing wrong with it that's not sure. what I mean I it was more like I, I just knew that I always had a bigger message and that's something that I think comes really naturally to me just because of my background and my upbringing um, and, you know, moving to America, I'm not originally from the mm-hmm. States. Uh, so when it comes to being perceived a certain way, I think I was really able to let that go when I started lashing. Cause mm-hmm. a, a lot of people thought I was batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. And once I I proved myself and it was a little bit of both I was immature at the time because I'm like screw you I'm gonna do this watch watch day right Um, and I think it was like one of the big like screw you moments was when I bought my first Beamer and people like Mm -hmm. oh she's actually making money like okay like (laughs) maybe maybe she's not you know like just like full of it yeah but I don't think there was really any um a, a big scarcity or like any kind of being perceived a certain Mm. way no I don't really think so just because it felt so natural to me and I think one of the cool like cool parts of like this whole evolution of me pivoting again and switching again is I I get DMs daily Mm. like you crazy bitch in a good way like oh my god you really did it So, and I know that I have the the bigger mission. Like I know that it's, it's bigger than me. It's bigger than just my private clients. Like Mm -hmm. I want to leave a legacy. I I want to be the person that somebody can come to and they can come to the online space Mm -hmm. and they know exactly what they need to do. And they have that backbone that they're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I can do this, you know? So I don't know if in order for you, or I guess for anyone listening, in order for you to be a leader, in order for you to be a pioneer, in order for you to take the next, next step, like you, yeah, you're going to be scared, but you have to do it anyways. If your mission is big enough, yeah. if you're worrying about, you know, other, other people's opinions, then I feel like your mission might not be big enough.
0: Mm. And I feel like you're focusing on the wrong people, right? Mm-hmm. Focusing on the people who don't even give a shit about what you're doing and that their perception of you versus the people who actually care. So what would you, and I feel like too naturally, and this is just my, my perception Anyone who's a beautician of some kind, a beauty professional of some kind, you naturally already have like a confidence level that's other people don't have. Like you're, you're personal. You have to be personable. Like how else are you are going to get clients? Like, you know how to talk to people. Like I feel like there's a natural transition from, from that, like in, per, I feel like in person is harder. You know <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it I, is. <laughs> I'm like my hairdresser. I'm like, how do you do this all day? And she's like, Hey, you know, I just do it. I'm just, it's, it's wild. And that transition online, I feel like can be really effortless as long as you know where you're going and you know why yeah. you're going there. And that's one thing that you've held on to, and, and that's your bigger why, your bigger mission. And having that at the forefront of your mind has made the timepiece a lot easier to navigate, has made criticism or any fear not as big because you know why you're doing it. It's not just about I want to make a lot of money. Nothing wrong with making money, but that only goes so far. Money just the middle right? End, right? Money just gets. Yeah. it's just what happens after. Um, so I love that. Is there One piece of advice that you want to give to everyone listening um, as it pertains to transition, pivoting, being unruly, just owning all of it. What, anything you want to leave the audience with?
1: I think uh, if I could give one piece of advice uh, coming into the online space and, you know, opening one door or closing another is really understanding why you're doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will be the first one to say that the online space can be scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a whole different beast. There is um, a lot of noise. There's a lot of, you see people doing different things all the time and it's very like in front of you versus if you are behind the chair, you only see, you know, like what you're doing, mm-hmm. what's kind of in front of you, your clients, things like that. Um, so one piece of advice is really just... I think doubling down on your resilience, like as as a human being, uh, that was my my biggest hurdle, I will mm-hmm. say and something that I want to leave somebody else with like, yes, I've always been a go getter. But there's going to be a lot of times when things are quiet. There's yeah. going to be a lot of times where you are trying so hard and absolutely nothing is fucking moving. Yeah. And you're like, is it me? Am I doing something wrong? Yeah. And you have you know, it it goes it always it, it's always like a full circle because I still go through this where I like, you know, I it, just a couple of months ago, and I launched a bomb program. Yeah. And I was so stoked for it. Nobody signed up. Yeah. You know, um, and coming from somebody that, you know, has consistent income and cash flow now, it still hurts. Mm-hmm. So like, understanding that there's always going to eb- going to be ebbs and flows in business, regardless of what you're doing, and going into it with that mindset, I think is going to help a lot of people. Because mm-hmm. I went in with like, rose colored glasses if I'm being honest like yeah like I I I worked really hard and like yes like I put my all into it but I definitely had a certain idea of like what I thought was gonna happen Mm -hmm. and it did not it absolutely nothing close to that happened what I thought was gonna happen Mm -hmm. you know but doubling down on your um Your resiliency and your emotional intelligence and your grit and who you are as a person, because honestly, that's what's gonna take you far. It is not gonna be your next program. It is not gonna be your next coach that you hire. And I can't even believe that I'm saying that because I am literally a mentor. But it's it's that's not what is gonna do it for you. It's gonna be you. You're gonna be the one that moves the needle forward. So being really solid within yourself and like understanding that it's gonna be a journey is probably the biggest like piece of advice that I can give. It doesn't get easier you just get better. You know, I always compare it to math, which is really silly. Like mm-hmm. math doesn't get any fucking easier. Are you kidding? Math only, it only gets harder, but you just get better. You know, you get yeah. better at solving the problems and issues that yeah. come up. So yeah. I don't know. It, it's the same way with life too and in business in general. Oh, I love
0: that. I love that. Th- thank you for being here. I want everyone who is a beautician, Um, anyone behind the chair, is there anyone else too, that you feel like would benefit from your services, the work that you do? Is it primarily beauticians or just want to open it up?
1: You know, Honestly, it is literally anyone that is like trying to come into the online space. I work with uh, real estate agents. I actually work with other coaches as well. Mm. I feel like I am in the in the middle ground of also coaching coaches now mm. that are you know have their own thing going on. So honestly, it's a it's a little bit of both, but it's it's not just the beauty industry, although that is my primarily like market, but for sure. If you are in real real estate injectors, like fitness, gym, like
0: anything that you can possibly put online and help someone with, I can help you. I love that. And, And you have the experience on both, on both ends though, of like online experience now, which is fantastic. And the success that you've seen has been phenomenal. And also outside the online space, the transition into the online space. You, you, you've done it, which is fantastic. How can, if someone wants to learn more from you, can we, I'll, I'll put your Instagram handle in the description box here for everyone to follow along. Program wise, offer wise, wh- what would be a good place for them to start if they want to either pivot or enter the online space? um
1: I have an awesome master class on how to get out from behind the chair and all the things that I did so I, that would be like the first like place that I would direct anyone to okay. just to see if it's even for you for sure. um and obviously I hang out on Instagram mainly Instagram is my jam that's where I'm at um I actually don't have a website I know a very not like traditional but I feel like uh, I don't really use it it's <laughs> the whole vibe
0: of it so very on brand I love it
1: yeah so Instagram is the main place that I hang out, but the first place that if you are looking for help and if I can guide you in any way, obviously my DMs are always open, but I would say the first step would be my masterclass and you can maybe like link it in I your will, thing sure. is, um, how to get out from behind the chair and all the things that Perfect. I
0: did. I will have below in the description box, uh, Carol's Instagram handle for you just to directly connect. And then also her, um, her class to get access to that as well. It has been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Is there anything else that you want to add or plug into or share before, before we go? <laughs> Honestly, no, I think that's, that's it. It was a beautiful
1: conversation as, as always. always. I love chatting with you. Uh, I feel like being able to bounce ideas off of you, it, it always just means so much. Somebody that gets it mm-hmm. and understands, you know, both, both ends of the the spectrum of just being online in mm-hmm. general. So love it. Love
0: it. Big visions. Thank you for being here. We will catch you on the next episode of The Rich Man Podcast.